0: Youth pastor here, and I've had the blessing to be able to minister to teenagers for 22 years, and um, I would like to say that the reason I'm involved in doing that, number one is because God's called me to, but number two, because I want to see generation after generation after generation change for Jesus Christ. and I want to see these students love the Lord and live their lives for the Lord. That they know him, they love him, and they live for him. And that it will affect not just them, but it will affect their families. And I praise God that we are a church of, I'll say, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not just a church of Abraham, one generation. But we are a church of Abraham, Isaacs, and Jacobs because we have grandpas and fathers and grandsons and granddaughters represented here. Who all love Jesus. And we want to love Jesus together. And serve Him and love Him well. So I'm thankful for this church. A generational church. Multi-generational church. And it's a blessing to be a part. Um, let me pray. Because i got a lot in my mind and I need the Lord to guide us. Father, I thank you so much for where we're at and what you're doing, and I thank you for this day, and we just want to praise you and honor you with our hearts and our lives, our souls. Pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing to you, Lord, and I pray that your word would be communicated today, and that it would affect us. In Jesus' name, amen. So today's message, uh, I don't know if I've ever given a message like this before, but back in March, I went and visited my son, Jesse. At Letourneau University in Texas and in doing so we went to church with my sister and um, the pastor, there was a special guest speaker that came up and spoke and the message that he spoke just really touched my heart. It's back in March that he preached and I still am trying to live out what he preached today. I still remember the things he shared and the challenge that was there and so today I kind of bring a testimony of what God's doing in my life. Um... Not only have I been a youth pastor here for a lot of years, but if you don't know me, I have eight kids. And raising eight kids is not easy. It's tough. I have a daughter, six years old, all the way to a son who's 22 years old. And, um, there's a lot of challenges there. And, um, I say that because we've been talking, we're talking about family matters. And I want you to know that this guy doesn't have it all together, and he's coming up here as the preacher to say, I got it together, and this is the way it needs to be. But I come up here like, hey, you need to pray for me too, because this this is tough. But when Matt said we're going to talk about family matters, and Drew and Matt and I got together, I'm like, "I, I just have to share this message that I heard in March, because it affected me, and I'm still trying to live it out and failing, and still trying to live it out and failing, and... And I hope that you wrestle with it today. And I hope that two months from now, you still remember the message. And you're still trying to work it out and live it out in your family and in your lives. So, uh, today is more of a testimony of what God's doing in my heart and life. And I hope that it helps you. I want to ask you this question Do you desire to have peace, joy, and love in your homes and family? You want peace? You want joy? You want love? This pastor who came and preached, he shared that maybe we need to learn how to honor one another. The character trait of honor. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. We live in a culture that dishonors and defames people. All the time, everywhere, whether it's on the internet, or on TV, in society. All, and, and we are not teaching our kids necessarily what it looks like to honor someone. Even if we disagree with someone, it doesn't give us the right to dishonor them. We'll, we'll, we'll address that a little bit later towards the end. But think about it. If we choose in our home to speak out disrespectfully... About people that we may not agree with. What are we teaching our kids? What happens when they don't necessarily agree with something that we say or do? Are we giving them the right to dishonor us? What happens when someone in our leadership, the, the leader of our country or has leadership in our government or, or, or in our city? Maybe the way that they live. Does that give us the right? We don't, maybe we don't agree with them. Maybe, does that give us the right to dishonor them? or to defame them, or to speak against them in in, in a rude, unkind way. If we want peace and joy and love in our culture and in our families, I think this character trait of honor is something that we need to learn. And I want to start with number one, that we need to honor the one who showed us honor by choosing to value and serve us. Let's do that first. Let's honor Jesus who showed us honor by choosing to value and serve us. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Open your Bibles to Romans 5, 8. And if you're uh, watching online, you do that as well. Romans 5, verse 8. Well-known verse, Romans 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And look at verse 10. For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? We remember those who serve us. And we may, I hope that we can honor those who serve us. Jesus served us. He gave up his life. God gave his one and only son. Not because he had to, but because he chose to. When we were his enemies, he chose to serve us. Or shall I say, value us and cherish us and love us and honor us. Think about it. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's in heaven. He's with his father. He has a relationship with the father and there's, there's this oneness there. And he chooses to come to this earth. To be what? To be king. He could be king, right? No, he cho- chose to come to this earth the first time to be a servant. For us. What does that teach us? That he values and cherishes, He honors us. And I think we need to learn from him. And that should be the first thing. If we want peace and joy and security, not only in our country, but in our homes. And I think that's where it starts is in our homes. Then we need to learn from the Lord. He valued me. He served me. Therefore, I need to go and honor others as well. Let's look at Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Mark ten forty-five. Mark 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom for many. Again, there's the emphasis of service. Service. Jesus chose to serve us, not come to be served. And then Matthew 15, verse 8 and 9. Matthew 15, sorry we're all over the place this morning, we're going to be flipping to different verses, a lot of verses about honor, Matthew 15, verse 8 and 9, if you look at verse 1, it talks about the fact that Jesus is talking to some Pharisees, teachers of the law, and if you look at verse 8, he looks at these, verse 7, he calls them hypocrites, And Isaiah was right when he prophesied this. And then we have verse 8. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. Jesus didn't speak so highly of the Pharisees right then and there. But I want us to understand that Jesus... He wants us to honor him. Honor him. He wants us to honor him with our hearts, not just our lips. He doesn't want us to be, "I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus," but my lifestyle is not for him, or my heart's not passionate for him. If we're going to truly value Jesus, honor the Lord, then he wants our hearts to be poured out to him. That's what he longs for. Now, as I'm sharing this, maybe you're thinking, well, "What is this honor?" So I have a definition of honor here. It is value. It is esteem. The elders here at the church have been talking about, the elder meetings, about cherish. What does it look like to cherish our wives? And I believe that's another way of saying, how can we honor our wives? So here, here you go. Value, esteem, cherish, glorify. It's an act of the heart. It's not just about obedience. I check off the box. I do the thing. I do the task or whatever. But it's about my heart longs to do this because I value you or I cherish you. Um, It's treating people special. It's others focused, not necessarily task focused. It's doing more than what's expected. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount. And there's just this one verse. I I think it's verse 20. You can look it up and see. But he says, if someone looks at you and they say, carry my pack for a mile. Jesus says, I tell you, go carry their pack for two miles. It's the whole phrase that we have that says, go the extra mile. Back in their day, in their culture, the Romans could come up to you, the Roman soldiers, and they could say, here, carry my pack, carry my bag. And it was law that you had to carry their bag for a mile. Now think of it. These guys didn't really get along, Romans, Jews. Think of it, if you're going this way, and the Roman comes up to you just out of spite and says, carry my pack, and you have to carry it that way for a mile and you fulfill your duty because it's the law you obeyed i'm trying to bring distinction here between just obedience and honor you obey the law jesus says don't go just don't, don't just check off the box or just go obey honor them i don't like them i call you to honor them go the extra mile and we can see and learn from that jesus is saying serve them God has called us as Christians to serve one another, to love one another. And this whole idea of honor, number one, we need to learn it from the Lord. And we need to honor Him as King of kings and Lord of lords. That's where it starts. But number two, if we flip over now to Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It's a wide range. Who should we honor? Honor one another. There's no specific group of people or detail here it's just basically love honor everyone let's look at Romans chapter 12 verse 10 Romans 12 verse 10 be devoted to one another in brotherly love Honor one another above yourselves. There it is. Honor one another above yourselves. There's many spots in the Bible where it tells us to honor. To honor this person or that person. And first of all, honor Jesus. Second of all, let's just generically honor one another. Regarding family matters, let's bring it home. Because if we want to make a difference in our world and have peace, have love, have security... Enjoy. We need to start that act of honoring one another right in our homes. So the next one is to honor our parents. You can look at Exodus 20. That's the Ten Commandments, and it tells you to honor your father and mother. Ephesians 6, Matt read it last week. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then it also says to honor your parents. Side note here. Kind of a unique way to do this. Fred Mulligan is an older gentleman. I don't know. I think he might be in his nineties, but uh, he he attended church here for a very long time. He's now in Colorado, but he will be here next Saturday in Lewiston. They're having, um, I don't know what you're calling it, but they're honoring him. Patrick, his son, wants to honor him not when he has passed away and he's sitting in a coffin right here in front. Of the church but he wants to honor his father and have other people come and honor him as well by a gathering and celebration of life while he's alive and I just think that's the coolest thing if you know the Mulligans I encourage you maybe to take part in that next week it's in Lewiston Um, ask me questions if you need to know when and where okay I can get you information on that but that's an idea as far as honor your parents and uh, flip to the next slide for a second And this is where, you know, we talked about obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And then it goes on and says, honor your parents. What's the difference? I kind of have hinted to this. Do what someone says right away. Delayed obedience is disobedience. That's kind of what we've said in our family. We learned that from Pastor Kurt Foss many years ago. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Kids, if your parents tell you to do it, do it right away. That's obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. But in obeying, sometimes it can be task oriented. I check the box. I did it. There doesn't necessarily have to be any heart put into it. Honor is value and esteeming. It's an act of, it's an act of the heart, treating people special, others focused, doing more than what's expected. So I bring that up just to distinguish between obedience and honor. And Honor is like going the extra mile. Kids, it's important for us to honor our parents. Obey them, yes, and honor them. I'll give you an example of one way that you can honor your parents, kids. Uh, and live this out in your life. So uh, th- this pastor in March gave this example. I thought it was a great example. Let's say that uh, you share the responsibility of doing dishes. My sister and I did that when we were growing up. One week it was mine, one week it was hers. Let's say that it's not your week. And instead of... Um, what you could do, what's dishonoring, would be to go up to your sister when it's her responsibility to do the dishes and to antagonize her or laugh at her while she's doing the dishes. And then she, as a result, is going to respond out probably in anger and yelling at you. Are you getting the point? There's no peace and love going on in the home or joy here. And that's what's going on. Okay, that's dishonor. Uh, what would it look like if instead, kids, you chose to show honor To your parents as well, because your parents are overseeing you and your sister. And you chose to honor your sister. And the brother decides, hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go help my sister do the dishes so that she could get the dishes done quicker tonight. Does he have to do that? Does he have to obey this? No, there's no law that he has to do it. But in a sense, he wants to cherish her and value her and hold her up in a great esteem by coming alongside of her and working and doing the dishes with her so that they can get them done faster. And then maybe they can play a game or watch a movie or whatever. Now that changes the, the, the dynamic of the house. When we choose to value and honor our sister like that. So kids, there, there's, there's an idea of what something you can do to live out honoring my parents and honoring my siblings. Um, next one is honor your children. I'm like, where in the world in the Bible does it say honor your children? I couldn't really find such a thing. But this is a good thought, that if I want to be a great parent, then I need to learn from the awesome parent, which is God the Father. And God the Father, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, Jesus is being baptized. And he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then on the Mount of Transfiguration, he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And he turns to the disciples there that were there and he says, listen to him. That's kind of a cool part. And so God, the father is honoring his son. And you think he doesn't have to do that. He's the father, like he's in charge. He's to be glorified. But yet he being the father honors his child. And, he, and we can learn from this. He does it publicly. And I think if you have opportunity to encourage your children, I'm still, again, this message is not just for you, it's for me too. That's why I'm preaching it, maybe for me. But if you have opportunity to encourage your children, to lift them up, look for those times where you can do it publicly. If you're going to discipline them, not so much publicly. Maybe privately, that would be best and loving. But um, look for those opportunities to honor your kids. If you're thinking, give me some other ideas, just read the book. I'm not a guy who likes to read books. I don't like reading books at all. I read this book this week. That was a lot of pages. All right. It's always the first thing I look for is how many pages are in the book. This one was a lot. Okay. That pastor who spoke that I heard in March, he wrote this book. I thought, well, I better get his book. He talks about a character trait of honor. I was like, The book's probably on honor. Hopefully, just one chapter's on honor, and that's all I'll have to read. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. And it was true. But then I thought, if I'm going to encourage the church to maybe read this book, I should probably read it for myself. So I praise the Lord. It was a miracle. He allowed me to get through this book. I I can't read like you so fast, Brother Bill. um, This is called A Matter of Time, and it's about cherishing the time that we have with our kids, To make every moment of the time that we have with our kids. This weekend I tried to live this out, right? <laughs> this weekend I tried to live this out. I tried to spend more time with my family and my kids. In the midst of I have graduation parties to go to and I've got to serve in this way and I've got to preach. And I, I tried to live this out. But I want you guys to know it's hard. It's really hard to um, show all of your kids that you love them. To spend time with your kids. One idea from this guy was take five. Five minutes with your kids. To touch them. To talk to them eye to eye. Phone's gone. Screen's gone. Let's honor them. Not the device or the stuff. Sometimes we're so distracted. That we don't value our kids. Or hang out with them or talk to them. Get to know them. When's the last time you had a heart to heart with your kid? When's the last time you were able to just a. I don't know. Get next to your kid, snuggle with your kid, watch a movie, with your kid, I don't know. This book is full of so many ideas. I hate reading, I'm sorry, I'm encouraging you to read this book, but <laughs> it will help, alright? I learned a lot from this, and um, I don't agree with maybe, maybe everything that's written in here, but next week, I was hoping that these books would be available, I ordered them, but they're not here yet. Next week they will be here. And if you'd like to buy one, suggested donation of $15. That's less than what the book costs. Unless you want the ebook, it's only $6. So A Matter of Time by Galen Woodward. Very challenging. Very helpful. And what does it look like to honor your children? Spend time with them. Treasure them. Take advantage of the time you've been given. Let's move on to the next slide. Talking about the family and this word of honor. Honor your wives. Wow First Peter chapter three verse seven, this, this, this verse has been brought up many times from the pulpit that if we don't love, honor, and respect the weaker vessel, the weaker, the weaker one of the family, the wife, then God's not going to be here in our prayers. That's challenging that we need to value and cherish and honor our wife on a regular and daily basis, even when you don't feel respected or loved. It's not easy. That's why I keep thinking about this challenge from two weeks ago of living or two months ago of living this out. God, I got to do this and I fail and God, I got to do this and I fail and I need help father to live this out. Wives, honor your husbands. I'm not going to get into that one. Talk to some other women. Honor the elderly. I believe it is very important for us to honor the elderly. And I'm thankful for you older people in this church. I am. And younger ones, we need to respect those who are older than us. They've lived a longer life than us. They have a lot of wisdom, and we need to honor them and listen to them. You graduates ask a lot of questions to those who are older than you. Gain lots of wisdom and understanding. Honor the widows. Honor the elders and pastors. Honor your boss. And lastly, honor the king. Turn to 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 17. 1st Peter 2:17. I want us to see this one. And understand this one in a different light because it's going to take us to a little bit of a different level of what this means to honor. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honor the king or honor the emperor. And when this was written, Peter is speaking, and to my understanding, Nero was in charge. And Nero is not a very nice guy. I'm not a very good guy when it comes to history. I'm the last guy you want to talk to when it comes to history. But from what I've heard and understand, Nero was a guy that would light up Christians on fire as they're on a stake. And they would be his nightlights for his crazy parties. He would kill Christians and light them up. And many people. And Peter is saying, honor the king or the emperor. And we could think as Christians, what in the world, why would we want to honor such a guy as that? And I believe this is really challenging. And I want to, I hope this really gets to your heart, and I hope that you understand that when we were yet enemies of God, Jesus demonstrated his love for us and gave up his son to die for us. When we were his enemies. Why would he do such a thing? Because God values us and cherishes us. Why? Because every single person is an image bearer of God. All these people who walk around in our community, in our schools, in our government, they are an image bearer of God. Not necessarily in the things they do or the things they believe. In fact, I believe there's a lot of dishonor towards God in the things that we live out in this world. A lot of disrespect and dishonor towards Him. And yet He still chose to honor us as human beings, as His image bearers, and value us, and send His one and only Son to die for us, to raise again, that we might be forgiven and have relationship with Him and have eternal life. And if God can do that, then I believe it's our responsibility too to honor image bearers of Him. Whether that be our Father who has deeply hurt us, or our mother who has not loved us and and taken care of us, or whether that be someone in government or authority or in our community that has leadership that we do not agree with. You know what? They are an image bearer of God. They are a human being that God deeply loves. And we need to honor them. At least honor their position. And the leadership that they have. I really encourage you. If this is a challenge to you. To honor someone in your family. Who's deeply hurt you. um, There's a process there. A process of forgiveness. A process of what does this look like? How can I make reconciliation? You may need to talk to someone about what that looks like. Okay? I hope you wrestle with, how can, I, how can I honor this family member who has hurt me so bad? I hope you wrestle with that and say, God, I want to do it because that's what you've called me to do. For God looks at us, if we are followers of Jesus Christ, He looks at us at a higher level and says, I want you to not just live in obedience, but I want you to live in honor value esteem treasure and cherish people because that's what i do it's a higher level that god calls us to not easy not easy at all so here's the la- here's the list of all of them and in summation to end today go ahead and flip to the last slide have you chosen to give your heart to jesus There's no greater decision that you could ever make than to do that. King of kings and Lord of lords, will you allow him to be king of your life? I hope that you will. All you have to do is believe that Jesus died and rose again. And say, Jesus, be the king of my life. I want to honor you with my life. I want to live for you. And if you're a Christian, you've been a Christian for a lot of years, I want to ask you the same question. Are you honoring the King of kings and the Lord of lords with your life? He's not looking for lip service. He's looking for your heart. That's what he wants. He wants our heart. Every day he wants our heart. Every single day. And everything about our life. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul. With all your mind and all your strength. He wants all of us. Everything. Every part of us. And are we living according to his values? According to his ways? If we want to have a country that knows peace and love and joy, if we want to have a family that understands peace, love, joy, security, man, let's come underneath the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's surrender to Him. Number two, what specifically will you do to honor your wife, to cherish her, or your husband? To respect him. To love him. What will you do to serve them? What will you do to honor your children? Will you read that book to get some ideas of what you can do? Will you take some extra time with them? Will you have some conversations with them? Will you take, I think, is it Proverbs 22 verse 6? It talks about understanding your kid and their bent and, and leading them in the way that they should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a verse that's really like, know your kid well and train them up. Help them to know the talents and gifts and abilities that God's given them. Spend time with them so you can guide them and lead them. Cherish your kids. How will you do that? And how will you do it when it's even hard? I hope that this message um, is not just remembered Today. But it's a message that's remembered on a daily and regular basis. How can I honor others around me? I grew up uh, in Florida for four years of my life. And there's one thing in Florida in my elementary school that really stood out to me. I only went there from third, fourth, fifth grade. Those three years. And one thing I learned from that school is this. You honor your country. And you honor those who serve your country. For every day we didn't only say the pledge. But we, we would have a class on video. Every class would take their turn. And they would be on video. In the library. So that the rest of the, the classes could see. And we would be singing. Uh, the national anthem. And different different uh, songs of, of our country. And uh, we would share stories of people of the past and things like that. And it didn't just give me a heart of patriotism, but it gave me a heart of understanding what it looks like to truly honor people and to honor where you live. And I don't know, it just stood out to me. And um, I think we live in a society that we don't understand what it looks like to honor one another. And I really challenge us. Let's start in the family and then let's take it out to our community here. And let's live it out. Let me pray. God, this is tough. It's a daily thing to strive to live and do because it's not just an obedience thing or a task thing, God. But it's a heart thing. And God, we need you to work on our hearts. To make our hearts more like you, Jesus. Because we can't do this on our own. John 15 verse 5 says, apart from you, I can do nothing. And God, more and more I'm learning. I can't do things physically. I can't do things emotionally. I can't do things spiritually. I can't do things of eternal value, God, without you. I desperately need you. God, I need you so that my family knows you and loves you and will live for you. And God, I pray that we would be a church that honors Jesus and honors one another because of what you've done for us.